Welcome to the Christian Ministries Church Podcast. We're glad you've joined us to listen to a message from our pastor, Ashley Ellison. We believe God's Word is powerful and that it can be applied to our lives so that we may live victoriously. Let's join Pastor Ashley now as he shares the Word with us. Well, I'm, I'm just pumped. I'm, I'm kind of like Hannah. I don't, I don't want to start crying, but just anything kind of goes with, with me. You never know. So what do you think of these shirts, Raised to Life? Now here's... I, I really, really have, have just been praying about um, our baptism services. Uh, I just think it's so important to celebrate, to celebrate the life of someone who said publicly, I, I'm born again. I've, I've, I've died an old person. I've been raised a new life, and that's who I am. And so uh, if you're a guest here today, I want you to know how thrilled we are. We really are that you're here at Christian Ministries Church. And if you don't have a home church, you may have just found one. So uh, uh, we want to invite you back. Well, today's title is Raised to Life. Today, several have made a decision to publicly proclaim their decision to follow Jesus for the rest of their life. They've each asked Jesus to save them. They have made him Lord of their life in every area. And, and I just got some real quick thoughts today that I want to give you and for those that are being baptized for you just to kind of think about and ponder because these today's message should be an encouragement for those that know Jesus. I want to encourage you and and, and you might be sitting here today and going, I, I haven't been baptized. Well, just know this. This doesn't have to go down. We, we, we'll put it up and we'll have another baptism next week. So um, baptism represents a death, a burial, and a resurrection. And that is why baptism is just the perfect outward expression of what went on inside of the heart of man. Paul in 1 Corinthians, and if you have your Bibles, you can turn there or you can look at it on the screen. We'll have it up. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1. He's talking to the church and he says, Let me now remind you, brothers and sisters, of the good news I preached to you before. You welcomed it then, and you still stand firm in it. It is the, this good news that saves you if you continue to believe the message I told you. Unless, of course, you believe something that was never true in the first place. I passed on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the Scripture said. He was buried, and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scriptures said. He was seen by Peter, and then by the twelve, and after that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Now, this was Paul talking to the church, and what he's telling them is, hey, guys, Thank you for believing the good news. And I want to say that to you today on Paul's behalf when he was saying in the scripture, thanks for believing the good news. For those of you that are being baptized, thanks for believing the good news. It's a good thing. It's a good thing what Jesus did and what he made available for you and I. And I want to just give you, out of this passage, five things that are really important here. Number one, if you're a note taker, you can write these down. If not, you can just put them in your head and you can think about them because they're real easy to remember. Number one says, is just stay firm. Stay firm in your decision. Don't be shakable. 
Stay firm. Stay, stay foundational. Make sure that what you're going to do from this point forward in all of life is you're going to continually welcome what you have done daily. You're going to welcome that daily into your life. See, you have accepted Jesus, and now daily you recognize that you are a Christ follower. The good news is Jesus. Come on, the good news is Jesus. And then what makes the good news good news is when you believe in it. Now, he's good regardless of whether you do or not. But the good news is, is for you, is that you have now recognized and believed in the good news. The good news that Jesus came. So I ask you today, are you believing? And those of the baptized are saying, well, yeah, I believe. Yeah, I believe. That's why I'm getting baptized. I want to, everybody know, I believe in what Jesus did for me. So you, you have to remember this passage is telling you stay firm. Stay firm in that belief. Number two. You are believing that Jesus died. Now, you, you've got to know that we always talk about a risen Savior, but there has to be a belief in his death. A real death took place. A dying took place. He died not because he had to, but because he chose to for you and I, for our sins. So that's the second point. You've got to believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins. Number three, you've got to believe that Jesus Christ was buried. You know, the borrowed tomb, you've heard the story. We talk about it at Easter. But for those of you that are Christians, he died, and, and this next point was he was buried. He was buried, and you believe that after death he was buried because the world didn't believe that there was anything after that. Once you die and you're buried, that's it. A lot of people believe that. Now, Hindus believe that you come back as a bird, I just hate to look at birds and think, there's grandma. But I mean, there's some beliefs out there that think that until you finally get a real death, you won't until then be able to really have peace in your life. What I'm telling you is peace comes in your life once you've accepted Jesus. And you've got to believe in a death and a burial. And Jesus died and he was buried. Number four. Number fourth point was you've got to believe that he was raised on the third day. Because being raised on the third day gives you hope, gives you life that you couldn't have had. He paid the sin, we died to that sin that he paid for, and then we are raised to a new life. That's number four. Jesus was raised, we're raised. Jesus died, we died. Jesus was buried, we bury. Jesus was resurrected, guess what? We're resurrected to a new life. And baptism represents a belief in all that, all that good news, and we stay firm in that. And today's a day that I'm just telling you will give you a remembering date of, hey, I made it public who I am. This is an exciting time. And the last one, number five, you've got to see this. This is really big in verse five. He was seen. He was seen. You know, we don't talk about that a lot, but he was seen. He was seen by over 500 plus, 500 or more, it says. He was seen. It's recorded. It had been hard for them to fabricate a lie if he hadn't have been seen. Here's what baptism does. It allows you to be seen. See, if we're going to follow Jesus, we have to understand that Paul was saying what took place, 500 plus people seen him. 
And I want you to know that today, you may not have 500, but there needs to be a, quite a few. There's quite a few here today. It'd be hard to fabricate that you really didn't make a public profession to everybody. That you didn't say, hey, I want y'all to know I'm saved because we all are going to watch you. And if you don't want anybody to watch you, then you need to not get. But baptism is a public declaration of what was going on. And all the ones today being baptized want everybody to see it. And why? Because they're just following in Jesus' steps. And he was seen, and you're going to be seen. You know, you're not just going to be seen on Sunday morning. You're going to be seen tomorrow morning going into work. You're going to be seen Tuesday morning going into work. You're going to be seen Wednesday morning by your family, by different people. They're going to be watching you. Praise God. You're seen. You're seen as a believer. You're seen as someone who follows. Now, I want to just give you today the idea that Jesus wanted to be seen by his followers, and he wants his followers to be seen by people. And here's what they... He wants his followers, as they're seen, to see Jesus in you, to see Jesus about you, to see Jesus in what you're saying and what you're doing. See, today, raised to life. That means you don't walk around like, oh, how's it going? Hey, it's okay. It's just a tough life, you know. No, no, no. How are you doing? Man, I'm telling you what, I'm great. See, look, I've been raised to life. Well, I don't have a shirt. Well, go get one. Do whatever you got to do, but get raised to life. Come on, get to a place where you have life. And it's talking about the Zoe kind of life. The Zoe kind of life is called the God kind of life. And it's the kind of life that represents Jesus. That's what we're doing today. I want to give some scriptures before we move into our baptism that you can just think about that all, all of these scriptures are about being raised to life. 2 Corinthians 5.17, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. And a new life has begun. Some scripture, some translations say, old things have passed away. Well, what do you say when someone has passed away? They, they're dead. They're gone. So this old man is gone, and a new life has come forth. Colossians 3.10, put on your new nature. And be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Be renewed. Colossians 2.12, for you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. And with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. And Romans 6, 4 says, For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we may also live new lives. Hmm, I like this. I've got one more, one more passage I want to read here. It's about Jesus' baptism and before all those being baptized come up, I, I just, I, I've got to read this because this is really important. He set the example for us. And here's what you're getting ready to see today. And I want you to hear this. See, Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. We see the Lord Jesus himself coming to his cousin John to be baptized. And he was coming in order to fulfill all righteousness. Here's what he said. What scriptures say, Matthew wrote this, says, Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River, to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. I'm the one who needs baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? And Jesus said, it should be done for we must carry out all that God requires. Everyone say we. 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 It should be done for we must carry out all that God requires. 
Jesus was saying, okay, I'm setting an example. And from this point forward, everyone else that follows after me should be baptized. Because God requires it. Well, I just don't know. Well, right there, that's what it says. So John agreed to baptize him. Verse 16, after his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. I love that scripture. Don't be surprised if the roof just opens. It'd be kind of cool. And the dove just kind of, but symbolically speaking, what you have to see is God's descending and saying, I want you to know you're mine. You're my dear son. You're my dear daughter. And I'm so pleased with you. Thank you for doing what I asked to be done. Thank you for being part of our podcast today. You'll find more online messages from Christian Ministries Church, as well as location information on our website at cmchurch.net. There's a place for you at Christian Ministries Church, where it's more than a church, it's family.